When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Hi there. Welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson. You're listening to episode number 194, Well Woman Toolbox. This episode will hopefully give you some insight into a couple tools to keep in your toolbox, your apron front pocket, to help you feel a little bit better a lot of the time. I have to let you know that This idea for this episode came from a therapy session that I was in with my son. The counselor instructed him to draw a toolbox. And then throughout the session, as we talked about strategies and ideas and tools for overcoming stress or overwhelm or feeling a little bit better when your emotions start to run away from you, we would pause and my son would write down the tool in his toolbox. Some of these tools were physical, some of them were mental, some of them were specific thoughts verbatim written out. And I want to just introduce that exercise to you today. This of course is not therapy, I'm not a therapist. I am a wellness advocate, giving you a little bit of extra help to live your life more on purpose. I originally was thinking about calling this episode 10 of my favorite thoughts. And then I realized that my favorite thoughts actually are the tools in my well woman toolbox that I pull out when I need a little bit of reassurance, a little affirmation, or a little clarity about what matters most to me. Before I share all about creating your own well woman toolbox, I'm going to share a segment called Odd Jobs. The funniest part about this job is that I just remembered it, and it truly is an odd job. It wasn't like a long-term employment. It was a job that my dad offered to Dave and me when we were first married and hungry for (laughs) financial stability, which we did not have at that point in our lives. In fact, when we first got married, I think I've shared this on the show before, the after we got home from our honeymoon we were a little bit settled into our basement apartment dave and i had a family meeting our first formal family meeting wherein he showed me a powerpoint presentation of our goals for the month and the first goal was to get a job (laughs) and the second goal was to earn enough money from said job that we could pay our rent the following month we started truly at the beginning I should also mention that I grew up in a family where odd jobs were sort of the norm. 
We are six siblings, all very capable and handy people, and we were given opportunities to make money from a pretty young age. My parents wanted us to learn about money and how to handle money, and so we were given opportunities to work. We could earn money outside of our regular jobs doing like bonus jobs. I, when I was about 12 or 13, started working cleaning my dad's office building uh, as a custodian. My other siblings would help sometimes. We kind of took turns. We could earn a little bit of money doing that. All sorts of opportunities popped up within my own family to earn money. And this one, I just remembered the other day because we're planning some landscaping for our current yard. Among the landscaping are a few fruit trees. We're going to plant a plum tree, which my daughter Plum is so excited about. We're going to plant a fig tree. We may put in an, an apricot tree. Looking over the landscape design reminded me of the apricot tree that I grew up with. Apricot, apricot, what do you say? I feel like I used to say apricot and now I say apricot, but I don't know why. I'm going to maybe switch off. <laughs> so the apricot tree uh, was growing in Probably it would have counted as my neighbor's front yard, but where I grew up at the top of a cul-de-sac, there is a big pond that ducks would come and nest near in the summertime. We would try to walk on a little bit and sometimes fall through the ice. You know, it wasn't very deep, so it wasn't super dangerous in the wintertime. It just was part of the landscape of my neighborhood. At the top of the cul-de-sac in front of my parents' house is this pond. And next to the pond, there's a few different trees. And when we moved in originally, there was this giant apricot tree that leaned out over the pond. Some years we would be timely enough to go gather the apricots before they all fell to the ground and created a juicy mess. And my dad would make apricot jam and apricot syrup. It was just part of the kind of rhythm of our summertime for a few years was gathering these apricots and turning them into preserves. After a few years, there weren't as many people gathering. There wasn't as much interest. And this tree would just become heavy with fruit that would fall from the branches and rot on the ground, just bushels of apricots that were not used. And it came to the point where it was time to cut it down because no one was using it. It was just causing a mess. And so I'm a little bit sick to my stomach as I think about this because there's probably other ways that we could have preserved that tree or hired someone to gather the fruit. But it became my job. My dad offered my husband, my new husband and I, $100 to cut down the apricot tree and clean up all of the mess. So we went out there... <laughs> having no idea what we were doing, and lopped off the branches starting at the top. I think I climbed up the tree during this process to like lop off the branches, and then we sliced off, you know, sliced down the trunk. I think we may have hired someone else to actually dig out the stump part. I don't remember that part. I do know that by the end of a very long day, we had finished chopping down this old apricot tree, and we had a pile of sad branches, and then a big pile of beautifully cut apricot wood that I think my dad still may have some of it in his garage that he has used for barbecuing and grilling. This apricot wood can give a nice flavored smoke, I think, to the different meats and things that you may try to grill. I should ask him and see if he still has some around. So my odd job was cutting down my family's apricot tree and I feel like I'm finally going to come full circle and maybe emotionally recover. 
by planting some other fruit trees in my current yard that hopefully will grow tall and wide and be harvested and thoroughly enjoyed by my family. That is today's odd job. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How often do you think about the way that you are caring for your mind? Taking care of your thoughts and your mindset and your outlook and your perspective, do you have someone to share your concerns with? To have tools and support and encouragement for feeling better because you're thinking better. If you're like me, the last couple years have probably thrown your mind for a little bit of a loop. There's been a lot of unexpected circumstances, a lot of things outside of our control that feel hard and a little bit overwhelming and sometimes frustrating. This is where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I have to tell you that I looked for a therapist and even had introductory sessions with therapists a few different times over the last couple years. And finally, I myself signed up to be matched with a therapist on BetterHelp, and the experience has been so amazing. Seriously, filled out a form, signed up, and I'm paying less per month for therapy than I would be otherwise even using my insurance. If you feel you could use some extra support like I did, take 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash live free. That's betterhelp.com slash L-I-V-E-F-R-E-E to be matched with a therapist and take 10% off of your first month. Like we're going to discuss more in this episode, taking care of your mind matters and having tools at the ready is so important. There are a lot of ways to support a healthy brain and BetterHelp is one of them. Now on to the episode. Let's talk about building your well woman toolbox. I actually really liked this exercise as a physical writing exercise. So I want to encourage you to listen to the episode, and if you are somewhere in a circumstance you could pull out a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, go ahead and do that and draw along, write along with me, create your notes in this episode as I walk you through the steps. If you aren't in that situation, if you're walking or driving or you simply don't have things nearby, if you're washing dishes or sitting by the pool, plan to come back to this episode and do this exercise for yourself when you have space and time for it. If you don't want to re-listen, you can also visit the transcript. You know, all of the full transcripts for the shows are available at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. This is episode 194. So you can go skim through the transcript if you just want like a refresher on the steps so that you can do this later. I just think it's such an incredible exercise and visual to have available. Creating a toolkit for yourself that you can actually write down and hang up on your mirror or in your closet or on the inside of our cupboard to remind you of all of the different tools that are available to you at any given moment. Something I really love about this Well Woman Toolkit is that it doesn't require anyone or anything outside of yourself. Everything that you need in order to access these tools depends on you. It's all inside of you. These aren't tools that you have to necessarily use in combination with anyone else or that have to be determined by other people's actions or, th- or reactions. 
you can choose to dig deep in your toolbox at any time and pull out the tools that serve you in the moment and the circumstance that you need them. I want to share three sections of your toolbox today. So the first step is to draw yourself a toolbox. You can be as creative or as simple as you want. It can be just a rectangle. It can be one of those cool, like old flip top World War II era toolboxes. When I think of a toolbox, what comes to mind for me is one of those big black drawer rolling like garage style toolboxes that's massive and maybe because I grew up with a dad who owns a construction company I think of a toolbox not as like a little thing you carry around but like a big thing that's full of everything you could possibly need so draw for yourself on a piece of paper what your toolbox looks like and make sure it has at least three sections I wanted to have three sections because we're going to talk about physical emotional and spiritual tools that you can pull out at any time Once you have drawn or imagined your toolbox separated into three layers, three sections, three drawers, however you choose to do it, I want you to first think about physical. So you can label one of your drawers body. Your body can be an incredible tool in your wellness. I mean, it's an essential part of our well-being because our physical and emotional and spiritual states are so interwoven, it's really nearly impossible to separate them out. But let's think specifically about how your body can be used as a tool in your well-being. Or another way to say that would be what tools your body may need in order to be well more of the time or feel a little bit better more of the time. I want to start with a couple really obvious ones that we've talked about in previous episodes of the podcast. First is sleep. Sleep, getting more sleep is a huge tool that so many of us leave in the box and we don't actually use. Getting an appropriate amount of sleep, having good sleep hygiene, even something as simple as taking a nap in the middle of the day can rejuvenate, replenish, and restore our well-being. The other day, one of my children was so grumpy, so grumpy and almost inconsolable in grumpiness. And after going through all of my regular negotiations and motivations and talking and, you know, snacks and everything I could think of, I finally recognized this child needs a nap. This child simply needs to sleep. And so I tucked him in and four hours later, different child, completely different child. Adults are the same way. When you don't feel well, when you're snapping at people, when you're just on the verge or you're feeling emotional or you're having a hard time feeling stuck, sometimes your body needs you to physically lay down and take a nap. Sleep is a huge tool that you can put in your toolbox and take out and use at any time. Another physical tool is drinking water. Drinking water is such a simple act. And sometimes we forget about how important it is. It sounds too good to be true, but staying hydrated will help every area of your life feel better. You'll feel better physically. You'll have more energy. Your brain will function better. You'll be able to regulate your emotions more easily. Make sure that you keep a water bottle nearby, that you're drinking water and hydrating regularly in order to be able to stay as well as possible. The way that I do this 
because I'm not naturally just like a huge water drinker, finding a water bottle that I love and can keep on hand has been key for me. And I've mentioned this one before, but I will link it in the show notes again because I absolutely love it. The Stanley Flip Top Water Bottle. I know people are obsessed with like the one with a handle and a straw, but I can't do that one because it spills. I'm not always holding it upright. The flip top that I will link in the show notes is spill proof. I flip down the top. I toss it in my bag. I carry it with me. It has a great handle on top that I can use when I'm hiking. I keep it in the car. I have it right with me right now as I'm recording this show. Having a great water bottle makes a huge difference in your ability to stay hydrated easily. So water and a great water bottle. I'll link the one I love in the show notes. I'm sure that there's a hundred other great ones that you may have already in your cupboard. You know what comes next after sleep and hydration. We've got to just mention having a snack. A healthy snack to keep your blood sugar regulated, to make sure that you are able to maintain baseline energy levels. I love food. I think that it has healing properties. It has uh, relationship healing properties, the way that we celebrate in community and celebrate our cultures. I mean, food is so intricately woven into our lives. And with my history as a diabetes educator and nutrition specialist, I recognized how impactful our food rhythms can be in our overall health and well-being. This is another one that I notice a lot with my kids and with myself. If I'm feeling a little dysregulated, oftentimes I need a snack. I need a snack, a drink of water, and a nap. (laughs) If that's not true for most people, I don't know what is. Same thing with your kids. If they're a little grumpy, Try a snack, try a drink of water, try a nap. Making sure that we're staying physically regulated helps our ability to stay emotionally regulated as well. Next in our physical toolbox comes movement. I've talked about a walk a day and the importance of just getting out in nature, being outside and walking. I've done episodes about physical exercise and working out in a way that feels good to you, just moving your body for a specific purpose. I want to bring this around again and remind you that moving your body is also an incredible way to close your stress loops, to overcome burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm, and to just get clear on the things that matter. When you are feeling that tightness that comes with stress or frustration or sadness, moving your body helps to move around that energy, the emotional energy that feels stuck. Physically moving, going on a walk, going on a run, doing some push-ups, doing some jump roping, really anything that moves you can help you regulate a little bit. Also, I just want to note that I loved uh, the therapist that we were working with mentioned that swinging, the motion of swinging on a hammock or on a swing at the playground, we have a tree swing in our backyard, that if you can move your body on a swing, that that rhythmic back and forth really helps to regulate your emotional state as well, that your body likes that moving back and forth. Just like when we were being rocked as a child, it helps us to come to a great level place of emotional stability. So consider moving your body, going on a walk, going on a jog, doing some dancing it out in the kitchen, like turning on your favorite dance music and just busting a move for three minutes. 
that can help move through and be a tool in your toolbox for moving through some of your tough emotions. Now, these things are all so simple, but think about how powerful it is to recognize when things are feeling a little off, that you have some tools in your toolbox that are so simple that can help you feel a little bit better. Take a nap, drink some water, move your body, have a snack. These simple tools can apply to anyone at any time and they can increase your ability to cope, to manage, and to move through whatever difficult time you're facing. Let's move on to the second section of your toolbox, your mind. The main tool that we wanna put in this section of the toolbox are some thoughts that we can think that help us feel clear on the things that matter, that help us feel affirmed in our beliefs and our choices, and that give us a little bit of space for other people to handle their own emotions while we focus on handling our own. Here are a couple thoughts that I like to keep in my Well Woman toolbox when I'm feeling a little bit off. Number one is this, it's all going to work out. I don't use this one from a place of toxic positivity because I totally understand that we're not meant to be happy all the time and that some things feel really hard and really heavy and it's okay for them to feel that way. I also can look back over my life and recognize that even when things have not gone exactly according to plan, that they do work out. They work out in some way, somehow, sometimes very unexpectedly. So when I'm in the middle of things feeling very off kilter, I can remind myself things are going to work out. I don't know how yet, but they will. Another thought that I really like to use all the time is, it's okay. That's so simple. But having the thought, it's okay, after whatever thing I think is wrong, helps me to recognize that there's a little bit of space for the unknown. Let me give you an example. My teenager wants a smartphone. We have discussed this on the podcast. In fact, he did an interview with me a few weeks ago talking about teens and technology. He really wants a smartphone, and every few days he comes up with new arguments for why he should have one, and he's continually disappointed that he doesn't. And I keep reminding myself that it's okay for him to be disappointed. It's okay that he doesn't have a smartphone even if his friends do. It's okay that sometimes he's frustrated about it and that sometimes I feel frustrated by his frustration. All of those things are okay. Nothing has gone wrong. The state of life is that sometimes there's conflicts or disagreements and it's okay for us not to always see eye to eye with everyone. It's not like a real problem. Sometimes just having the negative emotion feels like it should be a problem and I love the simple thought, it's okay. Our feelings are valid. Our different perspectives are both okay. They're both fine. And we don't need to solve this problem right now. Another example is that we're still settling into our house. We moved in in January and it's going to be a really long process. I feel a little bit overwhelmed by it from time to time. Some days are worse than others, and I remind myself that 
it's okay for me to be unsettled. It's okay that we haven't moved in yet. It's okay that there are still boxes places. It's okay that the paint is not on the walls yet. It's okay I haven't made all of these decisions. It's okay that my ideas far exceed my capacity, energy, and budget. (laughs) It's okay. Being okay with even not being okay is a really helpful tool for my toolbox. Another thought that I like to keep in my mental section of my toolbox is that I have everything I need in order to make the next right decision. I don't have to wait on additional resources, additional ideas, additional time. I have in this moment all of the things that I need in order to make whatever right decision comes next. This helps me when I think that I get a little bit ahead of myself down a road of goals or plans or ideas and I see the gap between where I am and where I'd like to be as like this huge chasm and I remind myself that I have everything I need right now in order to make that next decision. I might not have all of the information or resources that I need to jump to the end of the story. I do have everything that I need right now to make the next choice. I also love the thought that I have everything that I need right now in order to feel the way I want to feel. This is a basic principle of abundance, and I talk about it a lot in my book, More Than Enough. Enough is a decision. There is not a goalpost that is static out there for all of us. This idea of when I have X, then I will feel Y is something that we all make up in our heads. I can feel all of the feelings that I want of success, of enjoyment, of satisfaction, of presence, of motivation, of financial security. I can feel all of those things right now without changing anything about the circumstances of my life. This is such a powerful thought. It's an incredible tool to have in your toolbox when you start to feel that sneaky sense of scarcity that tells you that you don't have what you need or that you're not smart enough or rich enough or pretty enough or in shape enough or dynamic enough to do the things you want to do or to feel the way you want to feel. I like to combat those thoughts that can pop into my head with this tool thought I have everything I need right now to be fulfilled today. I want to share one more example, and then I will invite you to think of some thoughts that are beneficial for you. Some things that you might not even totally believe yet, but if you continue to think them, they can turn into a belief for you. This last one I want to share is the thought that they, meaning the other person who is not me, can make choices that are best for themselves. This thought comes in handy for me when I start to want to micromanage people, when I want to make decisions for others, or when I think I know what's best for someone who isn't me. This may be my spouse, it may be my children, it may be my sisters, it may be my friends. When I can see someone making choices that I would not make, that I would make differently, Sometimes I can be tempted to think, oh, they should actually do it this way, or it would be better if they handled it like this. Sometimes I don't love the choices that other people are making, and it's really helpful for me to think they have got it covered. 
They can handle their own choices. They know what's best for them. And even if they don't, even if the decision is going to end in heartache or frustration or some other outcome that isn't necessarily desirable, that is the experience necessary for that person. The choices they make and the consequences they face are their own manual for life, their own lessons, their own you know, workshop. My workshop is allowing other people to experience their own lives and to trust them to do what's best for themselves, even if it doesn't feel like it's the right choice for me. So as you're writing down in your own Well Woman Toolbox, I want you to think about a couple very specific thoughts that are tools that you can use to help you feel a little bit better or give you some clarity or perspective when things feel tough. Write them down verbatim so you remind yourself, it's all okay, or it's going to work out, or I have everything I need right now. And you can think about how to validate that thought, how to justify that thought, which will help you kind of rehearse, what do I have right now? What are the resources I have available today that can help me feel the way I wanna feel? Some specific thoughts can be incredible tools to pull out of your toolbox when you need them. The third section I wanna cover in today's episode is the spiritual section of your toolbox. Now, you don't have to be religious in order to use spiritual tools. In fact, I think a lot of people confuse the two and they think, as long as I am religious and I go to church and I check off these boxes of things I'm supposed to do, then I will feel holy or I will have that spiritual connection, where in reality, they're entirely separate. You can be really religious and not be very spiritual, and you can also be spiritual and not be religious at all. The research shows that spirituality greatly increases people's emotional well-being, where religion doesn't necessarily. It can, but it doesn't necessarily. It's the spiritual aspect, the definition of spiritual, in this case, meaning feeling a connection to something greater than yourself. That can be recognizing a God or a life force energy or the power of the universe, the power of humanity. When you feel deeply spiritually connected to something beyond yourself shows that you will be better off, not only spiritually, but you'll also be better off mentally and physically. Spirituality imbues life with meaning. It helps you feel connected. Spirituality and religion can also give you some guidelines for basic interactions with other humans, with family members, how relationships can be positively created, how to take care of your body if you see your body as uh, an important tool in your mortal existence. It can help guide you in the decisions that you make, this idea of spirituality and taking care of yourself and your relationship to others. Some spiritual tools that I like to use are one, meditation. The Headspace app I've shared before is a app that I've used for now several years that basically taught me how to meditate so that now I can do meditations on my own very comfortably and I still turn it on often for a guided meditation. Beyond having a specific guided meditation, the idea of meditation itself is simply allowing yourself to be with your own thoughts. 
to quiet those thoughts, to find some connection deeper than the thoughts in your head and the world around you, but that you get to a place of quiet where you can sense who you are below it all. Underneath the titles and the relationships and the clothes and the house and the job and the roles and relationships that you have, who are you and why do you matter and who are you connected to? And you can feel that light that is inherent to you, that divinity that cannot be added to or taken away, that connects you to others, that connects you to the earth, that helps you feel at peace even when things are not peaceful. Spending time in nature is also a spiritual practice that I that I consider spiritual. It also probably counts as physical to be out in nature. One of the greatest tools that I love to use for connecting to my spirituality is to connect to earth. Taking off my shoes and you know exercising a practice that's called grounding of actually walking on the dirt, like with bare feet, the grass or the dirt or the mulch or out in the forest, imagining myself connected to this planet that we live on. Imagining my rhythm of my heart and my breathing, feeling in connection and in sync with the rhythms of nature, with the rising and setting of the sun and with the turning of the stars and with the birds nesting and growing and flying away. When you feel yourself a part of it all, it feels a lot easier to see the things that are going on in your life from a place of perspective, from a vantage point where you have some clarity about what matters. Another spiritual practice that I love to use that I pull from my toolbox is prayer. Prayer to deity, prayers of gratitude, prayers of invitation for help, or simply pouring my heart and mind out helps me feel connected and also gives me some clarity on what I am thinking about and what is happening right now and what matters. Prayer can look like kneeling down and speaking aloud. It can look like laying in a hammock and watching the leaves above you rustle while you send your gratitude heavenward. It can look like visiting a friend who's ill or needs a a dinner or needs you to take her kids for a couple hours one afternoon. Prayer can look like a written letter. It can look like a poem. It can look like a song. And the final tool that I want to talk about in the spiritual section of your toolbox is journaling, writing down the thoughts in your mind and the feelings in your heart is a spiritual practice. Allowing you space to clear those things out of your body, put them down on paper, and then read them back to understand yourself. Journaling helps us find meaning in the things that are happening in our lives. And if we can't find meaning, it can help us have perspective at the very least, of how we will be changed or different because of the things that we're experiencing. What other spiritual practices would you add to your toolbox? 
you could read scriptural text or spiritual texts. I find my most oft turned to (laughs) piece of what I consider spiritual text is my Mary Oliver anthology. It's called Devotions. This is one of the most highlighted and tabbed books that I own. Right up there with my Bible, I've got Mary Oliver Devotions. I just see the world differently through her eyes. Mary Oliver is one of my own prophets and priestesses. I love learning from her, from her life, from her perspective, along with all of the prophets of old and and new age prophets. I'd say Brene Brown is another one of my current prophets, prophetesses. There are so many wonderful spiritual leaders who write and speak and teach in a way that can also add meaning and perspective to your life. Now take a look at your toolbox. You have some physical tools, some easy go-tos. Grab a drink of water, take a quick nap, go on a walk around the block, make sure that you have a snack. Some simple ways to use your body to manage your wellness. In your mental section, your, your idea thought section, you've written down some specific thoughts that can remind you of what you know to be true or what you want to believe. Maybe some of them you're still working on. Maybe you don't quite believe that it's all going to be okay. What if you practice that thought? What if you use it as a tool? You pull it out and you think it or you write it down or you say it aloud. And then your spiritual section of spending time in nature, getting quiet with yourself, finding a place of meaning and acceptance that can increase your ability to feel positive emotion in your daily life and in your relationships. Of course, these are just a few of many, many, many different tools that one can use to increase their wellness in their life and to feel a little bit better. These are the most simple, top of the list, easy, flip open your toolbox and grab one or two when you need them. I hope this visual has been helpful for you, even just the idea of drawing out your own toolbox and physically writing down some of the tools that you can use when you need a little bit of extra help, when you need to remind yourself of things that you already know. If you're like me, when something goes wrong in your life or things feel awry, you know that it's going to be okay. You know how to kind of stumble through or handle the different turbulence that comes your way. And sometimes you just forget. Like you know and you aren't doing the things that you know will be helpful. Maybe you aren't sleeping. Maybe you aren't drinking. Maybe you aren't rehearsing thoughts that you want to believe. Instead, you're ruminating on thoughts that are not helpful. Simply writing these things down and putting them out and available, not as like, I don't know this, so I need to remind myself, but I do know this and I need to remind myself to do these things, to use these tools because they don't rely on anyone outside of us. These are things that are available to us at any time and they don't require input or change from anyone else. These tools in our Well Woman toolbox help us to be the best that we can be and to feel the best that we can feel regardless of the circumstance that we find ourselves in. So, ladies, 
build out your toolbox, make sure that you know what tools are accessible to you, and then hang it up somewhere that you can see it and remind yourself of all of the tools that you already have that can help you feel a little bit better as you live your life more on purpose. Thank you, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed this show. I want to invite you to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a written review sharing a little bit of why you have enjoyed listening to Live Free Creative Podcast. It's super helpful, and I truly appreciate those couple minutes that it takes for you to do that. Also, if you're a new listener, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you know someone who could use this episode, a friend or a family member who could use a reminder of the tools that they have in their toolbox right now, why don't you send it to them? You can take a screenshot and share it on social media. You can copy the link and text it or email it to your friends and family members. I love the chance to help as many women as possible feel as well as possible. I hope you have a super fun week planned with some adventures on your horizon. Have a wonderful one. I'll chat with you again next time. See you later. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.